Hello, and welcome to the Vessel Effect Podcast. I'm your host, Samara. And, wow, welcome back. It's been a minute. Um, it's been... I don't even remember when the last episode was. It's probably, like, um, May? March? Or, no, not March. April. I don't know. I, I think it was early May. I think it was early May. There's no way it's been more than two months. Um, and if it has, then... I'm sorry, <laughs> I guess, I guess, I, I mean, I'm not that sorry. Anyways, um, hi, and welcome to the podcast. It's been a minute, um, welcome back if you are a previous listener, um, welcome if you are not a previous listener, I'm happy that you're here, I'm happy that we can sp- er, spend this, uh, what is it, Wednesday, Wednesday at 1pm together, um, Today is my first day of summer. I just got out of school because CPS is trash and lets us out way too late in the year. It's it's so it's so bad. I hate it. Um, but yeah, I'm finally out. My junior year of high school is done. It's very weird, very odd feeling, kind of scary that I'll be a senior next year. Um, yeah. It's just really weird, and I I guess I'll get into that a little bit, but if you are new here, hi, welcome, I'm glad you're here. If you are unaware, this podcast is pretty much just me talking about whatever the heck I want, Um, and you sit and listen to it for an hour, um, or more, or less, doesn't matter, whatever I'm feeling like. Recently, or the last couple episodes have been kind of shorter. I would say near an hour or even like 30 minutes, I think. I'm not sure. Again, it's been a minute since I've even looked at my podcast. Um, And there are a lot of reasons why. I've been pretty inconsistent with this podcast, just in general. I started it, I think, in November of last year. And I'm only, I'm less than 20 episodes in. And I wanted to do it like twice a week. But of course, that didn't happen. And that's okay. You know, things just don't work out when they're not supposed to you know if it's if it wasn't meant to be it's not meant to be and that's okay um but today is wednesday and i normally record podcast episodes on oh i just oh i just grinded my teeth really hard (laughs) i normally record episodes on wednesdays so we're back into it we're back into the groove and now that i'm actually out of school I can do consistent episodes, hopefully. We'll see. Again, no promises. Um, But, yeah. I mostly talk about spirituality, love, my own life experiences, and how that can hopefully relate to you. Um, And I'm 16 years old, so take whatever I have to say with a grain of salt. (laughs) It really... What I have to say... I don't want to say that what what I... have to contribute is like insignificant but I mean I'm a teenager so if you're like 30 then I wouldn't look to me for life advice (laughs) and I just wouldn't um but you know if you want to you're totally obligated to and I'm not responsible for what happens to you I guess that's that's what my point is it's just take take everything that I say as it resonates with you um yeah I guess let's just get into it. Let's get right into it. Um, so I ended my junior year yesterday, junior year of high school, um, 
and it was very underwhelming because <laughs> I had it's been finals week since like last Thursday um and yeah it went over the weekend I don't understand that I don't understand why my school did that but um yeah my last final was yesterday and um it was my Latino lit class so it was very easy um you know the class is a breeze for me even though I gotta be on it <laughs> or gotta be on in the class um it's very easy it's just I didn't do one major assignment so it tanked my grade it went from a 98 to an 81 which is depressing but anyways <laughs> I was just I was too lazy to get it done um but that's in the past now we're in summer school doesn't matter I literally do not care um but yeah so for my last final of junior year I had to do a one pager which is very easy it's just you know write write what you feel essentially but um normally when we get one pages for latino lit we just kind of, there's a topic and we have to write about it but like you know using some sort of creative method you know and i'm a creative i'm if i do say so myself i'm a very good creative writer so those are normally a breeze for me um so uh yeah and basically it was like in 650 words or less um, write about something that you learned over the course of this year. And it didn't have to be academic, it could also just be, like, life. Um, and that, it took me an hour to write it, um, which is normal. You know, I'm, I'm a pretty slow writer, actually. But it was very interesting to think about, like, what I actually learned this year. Um, because, you know, I don't really think about that, you just kind of learn and <laughs> kind of just move on but um thinking about all the things that I like learned in um well in junior year I I learned a lot of things I did not learn anything academically like really I I can't remember anything that I learned <laughs> like in school which is hilarious um um did you just hear the toilet slam? The toilet let's slam. I'm so sorry. Um, I don't know if that mic picked it up, but it was very loud. Um, I I my room is right by the bathroom, so, anyways, not important at all. Um, yeah. So, I feel like this year has been a very internal year, and I've already kind of went through my entire high school, um, career, <laughs> and old episode so if you want to go listen to that you are welcome to go listen to that because I don't want to get into all the details because there is a lot more that I want to cover in this episode but um just a general description uh I've had a really shitty high school experience mainly because of depression anxiety um just having a lot of suicidal issues and um, just not having a great time. <laughs> you know, I, I had really had no idea where my life was going. I didn't feel like I had a sense of purpose. And for me, I need to know why I'm going to do something in order to do it. You know, I need to have some sort of, like, reason to do something. So if I don't have a reason to live, then I'm not going to want to live. You know, it's just, it's that simple. Um, but yeah, sophomore year was 
kind of when it hit the hardest and it was obviously even before COVID because COVID struck when I was in my sophomore year um it was hard in freshman year but sophomore year was when it got dark when I had to get a social worker involved and um you know it just it it was bad it was a bad year um and then COVID started and then things went even more downhill but like not downhill in the way you would expect it actually it went like it went uphill (laughs) you know like I say it went downhill because obviously COVID is a very COVID was was and is a very um deadly virus and it has taken so many lives so you don't want to say I feel like COVID was a great, or quarantine itself was a great experience for many people, but it was just under really shitty circumstances where people were dying left and right, and, you know, like, my great-grandmother died on Juneteenth, literally last year, and I didn't even know, or I forgot, I guess, it just, because we were in the midst of COVID, so it's just, like, it just felt very odd, you know, and, um, yeah, I don't know. It, it just wasn't a great time to be alive it it really wasn't um but for me it was great because our quarantine was great because that was my time to um process everything that had happened and process all of my traumas and stuff like that and not even I didn't even really process it the, the processing and the healing was more so in junior year sophomore year was just kind of me settling down from everything and kind of you know it's like the the calm after the storm you know it's like nothing really happens you're just kind of like sitting and waiting and seeing if anything else is going to happen you know is there going to be an aftershock or you know just kind of existing that was where I was at and it was very hard for me to pay attention in school um during COVID like at at home it was very difficult and my grades were honestly the worst I've ever been which is you know expected (laughs) it's not the worst thing in the world but um yeah so junior year I wrote about this in my um final but junior year was more so me healing from all of that and me healing from a lot of unhealthy attachments and mindsets and stuff like that and I'm very I'm very happy with how my junior year turned out. I think, you know, for being in like for being in like full virtual and having to like go through that, it was tough because obviously it was it was abnormal, you know, I've never done something like that. I did like at the end of twenty nineteen I wanted to transfer to online school so essentially that's like you know a dream come true you know just again under really shitty circumstances so you know I wouldn't say that I manifested that because that that would be terrible you know but um yeah so junior year it started off pretty decently it was just kind of slow um but I was I was really the summer the summer before junior year was when I really got into spirituality and even like um you know right when COVID started was when I started to experiment with like witchcraft and you know modern day spirituality and finding my voice in in faith because you know I've had a really bad experience with Christianity and just feeling like feeling really out of place I guess and feeling like I just wasn't in control or I wasn't valued because I am queer and I am 
or just you know that the in just in general christianity felt very cultish and um sorry to any christians but it just didn't feel right it just felt like i was putting my trust into um some sort of judgmental man sitting in the sky you know and it's just very hard to believe anyways not the point um so quarantine was my experience or was my time to experience faith in a very unique way where i got into tarot i got into wicca wicca and i got into um you know modern day spirituality like crystals and stuff like that and i'd gotten crystals in 2019 and i was like oh my god wait i can use these finally i like, literally i just had them and i had amethyst citrine and clear clear quartz and i got them from a from a crystal shop in milwaukee and my dad bought them for me and like it was so funny because i was like oh my god wait i can use these now these that's this crazy like these actually have some sort of use and that was my beginning to you know obviously spirituality and stuff like that so um yeah and that was like my first little bit of hope i guess i was still struggling in a lot of ways i was, I was like that was my time to really process it was not healing it was just processing it's like when you order something online and you're you kind of have to wait a couple of days for your order to process it's like not nothing's really happening it's just that you know your your order is getting into the system it was like my my um experiences were finally being processed in my system it wasn't i wasn't healing from them i wasn't necessarily being hindered by them it was just that I was I was acknowledging them I guess and junior year was when I was healing finally um from all that all that bullshit it was just so bad um and uh November I moved which was uh, it was very hard on me because I've lived in Chicago my entire life for 16 years and you know moving to another city away from all your friends it's very tough and I'm still experiencing a lot of FOMO <laughs> just not feeling like I'm connected with my friends at all even now that I'm fully vaccinated I can't even really go see my friends unless I take an hour long train ride or I get a ride for my mom which is unlikely and because she has to work or whatever you know she has her own business and I don't have a permit so I can't get my driver's license yet or I can't I can't even like wait to get my driver's license i just have to kind of you know whatever and then social anxiety makes it so much more difficult to get outside and to do anything really with other people so that i, I when i do make plans with people i immediately cancel on them because i'm afraid of whatever <laughs> you know but um or sometimes it just doesn't work out and that's okay but um yeah so and then you know i went through my whole like false twin flame journey and then that kind of blew up in my face in january um and i'm still friends with the person who is involved i'm still friends with her which is fantastic we're very close now oh i, I wouldn't say very close we're, we're close we're close she's definitely one of my greatest friends i would say um which is nice. I like ha I like being friends with her. She's a very good friend. 
Um, yeah, but in January, <laughs> that was when things kind of blew up in my face, and that was, like, my final realization. That was my tower moment, essentially. I had been going through a tower moment, which is just where everything kind of falls apart, and I was... I was going through it. I was going through the ringer, and I was doing a lot of shadow work, a lot of healing, a lot of inner child healing. Um, like January and February was when I was like really committed to healing, and then March things kind of fell apart. You know, things got a little tougher. That was when, you know, I I thought I was done healing. I thought I was done. I thought I had gone through everything I needed to. But healing is a lifelong process, and it took me. A while to realize that it took me a while to realize that like I can't just heal in two months you know it's not the case you can't speed run <laughs> healing it's just it takes time um yeah and then April rolls around April was equally as tough because I was like really trying to hurry this because I was I was in a rut I was in a really bad rut and I wanted to just be out of it I wanted freedom from that and um, yeah, but then May and June roll around, you know, school, school's getting easier, you know, we're nearing the end, finally, um, sorry, I'm, like, nasally, I, I'm, like, just now hearing it, I'm nasally, I'm so sorry, um, May and June roll around, and, um, like, I would say things were things have been good things have been really good it's just that I'm in a really weird spot right now and I will get into that right now um I've been having a lot like a ton of transformative experiences and like I'm in a very interesting spot in my life right now where things are obviously coming to a close not just with school but with um life in general you know like, um, like, my dreams have been really interesting lately. Like, super interesting. And normally my dreams are very interesting. Like, I've had really, I've always had really intricate, um, impactful dreams. I've always been connected to my dream state. Um, that's, like, one way where I, re that's one surefire, is that how you say it? Surefire? No. It can't be. I'll just say, like, a, like a, uh, oh god, what's the word, what's the word, oh my god, what's the word, Sh surefire, that's gotta be, a, that's, that's gotta be a phrase, right? There's no way that's not a phrase, I didn't just make that up. It's a definitive, definitive, like, method of communicating with my spirit guides, I'll just say that. Um, it's, it's like an immediate response every night, I'll get some sort of dream. Um, and I've been having, like, for weeks now, for weeks, probably for months, I've been having really, I mean, for years, like, my entire life, but, like, specifically the last couple months have been really interesting, just going through my dreams and really analyzing them. Like, I made an entire, um, web diagram just mapping out all my dreams because they're so interesting. They're so, so, so interesting because they all connect in some way um I think I don't know if I've talked about this I definitely I definitely talked about this on the podcast actually but Hassan Piker I love Hassan Piker I think he's fantastic I think he's incredibly attractive 
um, but also super interesting. He's just a very interesting person. Um, doesn't look it, but it's actually very, he has a lot of depth to him, and I, I'm, I'm good at reading people, so I can, I can tell, you know. Um, he's a Twitch streamer, he's a political commentator, if you don't know, um, he was behind the AOC stream on Twitch, which was really fun. I just like I just realized that this morning. I was like, oh my god, yeah, wait, he was behind all of that, and just seeing all my friends talk about it and stuff. Anyways, um, so he has been a very influential part of my dreams, and it's it's funny because he he streams every day, um, on Twitch, and I watch him every day on Twitch for at least a couple hours, um. Sometimes I'll miss a day, but, you know, it's whatever. Um, I have a life to live. <laughs> I can't watch Twitch all day. But, um, yeah, uh, it's it's funny because as soon as I started, like, watching him consistently on Twitch, I started having dreams about him, which just makes sense. You know, it's like when you see something consistently in your day, you're going to start dreaming about it, you know, because that's your brain processing all that stuff. Um... But the way he showed up in my dream was really interesting because um, it was like he, he became a symbol of something and I'm still kind of trying to figure out what specifically it is. I think it's more so my connection with like masculine energy because I don't know if you can tell but I have a lot of issues and I don't want to say trauma but like a lot of ailments regarding my masculine energy because I it's not that I'm like uncomfortable with my masculinity because I do have a lot of masculinity like I'm um I think I'm about like a 60 40 split as far as like feminine and masculine energy like I'm pretty equal um and it's not that I'm afraid to it's not that I'm afraid of masculine energy it's just that I have a really weird connection with it because you know obviously my dad um He's a masculine, he's a big masculine figure in my life, um, in some ways good, some ways not so good, um, you know, other family members, but just, I don't know, it's a really weird relationship with masculine energy, and Hassan is the most alpha man you'll ever meet, like, he, he is so assertive, he's so, um, outspoken, but grounded, too, he's very, like, powerful, and he's physically strong and has a very macho man type of um persona <laughs> you know um so you know he he just has that vibe he just has a very alpha vibe um it's very attractive i won't lie <laughs> it's just it's very hot but that's besides the point um but for that reason um I've been having a lot of interesting dreams about him, and this has been going on for months, or at least I think a couple months at least. Um, like, it, it, I, it, it's just, I wish I could go into depth about all of my dreams, but it would take me literally 10 hours. I remember I was talking with a friend over the phone, I was talking with, uh, with my friend Mitzi over the phone one day and I was like you know we I've been keeping her up to date with my dreams because she's into it and um into dreams and stuff like that but um yeah I just I was trying to explain it 
and it was so difficult because they inter they the way my dreams intersect is so sporadic and so difficult to really grasp you know but I'll do my best to you know uh, describe the gist of it or I'll go into depth when I need to but um basically Hassan Piker um he became like a very he, he he became like the man you know the man of my dreams normally I will have a dream of some sort of man in every single dream there will be some sort of male figure that represents like masculine energy or men or whatever you know just men in general normally when you dream about someone it's not the person that you're dreaming about it's it's what they represent to you so you know knowing that I try to really figure out like what Hassan meant to me personally for me Hassan is a very um he's inspirational to me he's something that I would want to be in the future like someone who's very influential but also very grounded and has is very outspoken and has a niche you know he has a very he's a he's a niche he's he's a twitch streamer but he's political and he's unapologetic and he's very assertive and powerful like he just has that vibe um so i admire him a lot because of that and you know normally i'd be pretty uncomfortable with like really assertive men it's just like naturally hostility comes with that but with hassan he's very hostile in a very protective way it's more so he's protective and he's being um what's the word he's like he's he he has good morals behind it because you know sometimes or a lot of the time when men are assertive it's at a place of not only insecurity but but prejudice you know but Hassan he he's a he's a leftist um he's a um democratic socialist I think is how you would say that or how you describe him um so he has a lot of like liberal leftist views because he because he is a leftist but um even just like listening to him you can tell that when he when he gets hostile and you'll see it every day several multiple times a day he'll he'll go on full rants we call it stun locks in the twitch community we we call it stun locks where he will just he'll see something and it'll go right into that person and he will he'll look at everything that they've ever said in the chat he'll insult them to oblivion and you're like oh my god he's already dead as on what what are you doing um which is so funny like it's just it's so funny to watch like, like he'll just he'll insult bigots to the to oblivion you know he'll just do it relentlessly um and it's so fun to watch oh my god um because you know there's stupid people out there they'll say stupid stuff and he'll he'll get on them about that and it's, it's fun it's nice to see someone like Hassan someone who's very alpha quote-unquote alpha I, I don't believe in any of that stuff um you know defending something so morally just you know or having very morally just views you know um regardless <laughs> that, that's just what I think about Hassan um, I also think he's very attractive. He's also very, um, open about everything. Like, he's very open about his sex life. Um, not that it matters to me as a minor, but, like, you know, it's just, just little, it's a little part of his identity. Because he, he's known for being really attractive. All women want to have sex with him. 
it's just a thing, you know, that's, that's like the niche of, that's another niche of Hassan is that he's, he's just a, a woman magnet, you know. Anyways, um, so I've been having consistent dreams about him. And in most cases, um, those, those recently, recently, those dreams have been, like, very paternal. Like, very, very paternal. He'll have a very paternal energy to him. Very protective. Very, um, um, just super, like, duh, I, I can't describe it. This is what's so frustrating. It's so it's so it's so hard to describe but he he's just he has a very protective energy to me in my dreams like there was one dream where um we were at my old school's gym there's like an event going on and he was like the main coordinator or something he was he was like a big he was a big deal at this event and i saw him i was like oh my god wait and then i did something like i i think i like performed at the event or something and he noticed me and he was like oh my god wait you're so talented and i was like oh my god thank you like this is it's like the best day of my life i'm gonna cry um and then we started talking and he he was just he became very protective of me but not only that he just became interested in me that's that's the thing is that um he became interested in what i had to say and what i was what i believed and stuff like that and we hung out like the entire thing and then then there's a point in time where we had there were like thrones there were thrones like you know chairs that kings and queens sit in um he sat in his own like big boy throne and i had like my own little little throne to sit in right next to him and he, he he's a big dude he's a big dude he's like six two but also his proportions are so huge you know like everything about him um so yeah he had like a, he had like a pretty pretty hefty throne you know um, so I felt so honored to sit next to him. And then I had another dream where, um, where I, like, he was streaming and I typed in chat because I was, like, doing tarot on the side or something. And then I, I typed in chat, like, oh my god, wait, I got the fool card twice. And he, like, laughed at it. And then somehow I, I got in the same room as him. I don't know what, I don't know where this was, um, but we were in the same room. I was so apprehensive. I didn't want to like walk up to him and say hi or whatever. But I sat next to him, kind of, and he looked at he looked over at me. He's like, two full cards, huh?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, literally, I got two full cards." And um, then he's like, "You know," and we start talking, you know. And then he's like, "No, you should stay. Like, you should you should stay with us. You know, we're having a good time." But then I was like. Uh, you know, no, I actually have a pink castle across the street that I'm gonna stay at. You know, I'm, I'm moving, I'm moving into the pink castle, so yeah, I'm gonna go. And I was like, why did I say that? You know, I could have, I mean, it was true, I wasn't, it wasn't a lie. I literally saw, I was walking up to the pink castle, but um, yeah, the castle is important though. I will get into the castle in a second, hopefully, I remember, but um. Then I had another dream, and this is this one was kind of a, a recurring dream, where I went to a park, but I was like about to be pranked by someone, or I was in a previous dream. In, in a previous dream, I was I went to a park, and this was like similar to the park where I I to of the school that I went to, so it's like a it's a very significant um, location for me, and I 
went somewhere and then I got like pranked in some way. I remember I don't remember how it happened, but I do remember that part of it. And then in this new dream that I had recently, it was the same location, same like aesthetic, whatever, same look. Um, and then I went, I went over to this path and this guy was like, no, come here, come here. I want to show you something. I was like, what? I, I don't know you, you know? And he's like, no, 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 come on. And then I saw him pull out TikTok. I was like, oh, nope, he's going to prank me. I, I remember this. I'm not falling for this again. And then Hassan comes out of nowhere and he's like, yeah, she's, she's gullible, but she's not going to fall for that. I'm like, thanks. I really appreciate that. And then, then, um we we start talking and all of a sudden he i go to i mean i'm at the park every day but he's he keeps coming back to the park to see me to talk to me and then all of a sudden like we're in my bedroom at some point don't know how that happened um nothing happened just to be clear (laughs) not just to be clear but he he was like laying on my bed and he's like, why don't you show me something? I was like, what? I was like, uh, I, uh, uh, what? <laughs> you know, keep in mind, keep in mind, he is 29. He's 13 years older than I am. So I was like, is this legal? <laughs> Can I, this, is, this isn't right. I can't do this. Um, so I, I turn around. I'm like, does he want me to like, dance or something like wh- what am I supposed to do he's like and I asked him like okay what do you want me to do he's like J- no just sh- just show me something I'm like uh okay <laughs> and I grabbed a basketball okay basketballs are a really funny symbolism for Hassan <laughs> I'm not gonna get into why because I think that's I don't think that's entirely PG um but it, it's really funny anyways you can like I bet you can like hear the smile on my face because I'm, I'm I'm like so giddy about this but anyways I start trying to like spin the basketball on my finger it's not working <laughs> it just keeps it keeps falling and I'm like I just look like an idiot it looks so stupid and I'm just laughing hysterically in the dream I'm laughing hysterically because I just cannot get this basketball to spin on my finger and he just looks at me like you are the biggest idiot I'm like yeah I know um anyways and then the next day I go on Instagram and I go on I go through my comments just because I noticed that there were like more comments than usual and then I see like I see, like, people on my in my comment section being like, oh my god, did you hear, like, her and Asana dating? I was like, what? Since when? Like, that that's not, I didn't, what? You know, I was just so confused. And, um, then I, I see, like, an article, like, a physical newspaper article of people of, like, Hassan and Samira are dating or are talking. It, it said are talking, like... Also, who cares? You know, like, I'm not famous. He's not, he's, he's famous, but, like, to a very specific group of people, you know? Like, if I were to ask, like, a random stranger on the street who Hassan Piker is, they're probably not gonna know who I'm talking about. But, I was like, who cares? Anyway, so I, so I went to see him next day, you know, as usual. And so I was like, so we're dating, huh? Like, we're, 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 this is, this is real? Like, and he's like, I guess. I was like, oh my god. 
as a so and in the dream in my dreams age doesn't really matter you know it's weird it's weird i don't know i'm not gonna even try to justify it but it's the truth it just it doesn't really play a factor i'm sorry if you hear voices in the background um but yeah it doesn't really matter you know so i was like okay this is fine you know i can can roll with this anyways that dream ends um and then recently uh well there was another dream that i'm not going to talk about because it it's um uh it's a little bit more complicated i'll just say that but um last night last night i had a dream where um (laughs) okay I have to I have to say this so Hassan is known for having having a lot of sexual relationships with a lot of women lots of women like like for 10 years he was constantly you know whatever um so he he has like he I think he said like or someone revealed that he had like a body count of like 300 people I was like oh my god what the heck um but anyways, that that is relevant to what I'm about to talk about, by the way. Um, so, I had a dream last night where I went to Hassan's house. Like, he had a house, and he's been looking for a house for, like, a, like a pretty consistent amount of time. Um, but, and I promise, I promise there, there's a reason I'm talking about these dreams. It all comes together. I, I will talk about that in a second, don't worry. Um... But, yeah, so I went to his house. It was pretty ugly. Like, the outside was ugly. It was huge, but it was ugly. The inside was was way nicer. Um, but I went to his house. And I remember just, like, relaxing, just chilling. And he had, like, a, he had, like, a, like, a girl he was, like, hooking up with over. I was like, huh? What, what am I doing here then? Like, should I leave, you know? And he wasn't all that thrilled to be hanging out with her. I was like, oh, you know, obviously he's not interested. Um... You know, I, I don't even remember if they actually, like, you know, you know. But, um, yeah, so I just remember, like, it, it was a very wholesome dream. It was a very wholesome, wholesome dream. Um, because I was just, I we didn't do anything, but we just talked the entire dream. We just talked about anything and everything. We just talked about him and what he does and his feelings and stuff like that he was just showing me around his house and there's like a party we were hanging out you know um and it just felt nice because he treated me like he treated me so much differently and he has this is this is where this is where everything kind of comes full full circle um in each and every dream that i've had about his son he treats me like he treats me so much differently than he does anyone else. You know, he treats me like a human. He treats me like like he he really is interested in getting to know me. He is interested in what I have to say and what I have to offer. He's interested in how I contribute to the world, how I want to contribute to the world. He's interested in all of that. He sticks by me consistently in my dreams. And 
again, I know that I know Hassan in the dreams don't actually doesn't represent Hassan in real life, you know, because frankly he doesn't really he doesn't know who the fuck I am, and it's okay, <laughs> I I can live with that, um, but, um, yeah, so it in this dream it was very interesting because obviously he was he was interacting with a lot of girls who who he was like hooking hooking up with. Um, and, uh, it was just, it was interesting because he clearly didn't see me as a hookup. Frankly, that's illegal. So I would hope that he wouldn't, you know, um, uh, but it was interesting solely because he, his energy was pure, it was so different from how he looked at me versus how he looked at other girls. And it's not to say that, oh, I'm built different or I'm just different from other people or somehow elevating myself over other girls. No. It's more so about finding someone who is willing to invest energy in me. Like, for example, I've been, I, I, I talk about this. I've been having, I, I talked about this in previous episodes for a long, long time. Um, I've had consistent dreams about this one dude who I gr- basically grew up with. Um, and it's interesting because, like, I thought that that, that those dreams were confirming that he was supposed to be my life and that we were supposed to be together, we were supposed to, that we were some sort of, like, soulmate or whatever. I thought that that was the case, but then I, so I talked, I wanted to talk to him, you know, even if it didn't lead to anything, I just wanted to, um you know, just catch up, you know, it had been, like, a couple of years since we had talked, so I was like, you know, why not, and it just, it crashed and burned, honestly, it, it didn't even crash and burn, it fizzled out in the weakest way, it was just, like, oh, sorry, um, <laughs> I had to burp, but it was like, we talked, we got to, we got to catch up a little bit, but he is such a dry texter. Oh my god. I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. Actually, you know what? I hope you do. I really hope you do. You are a dry texter. Alright, sir. <laughs> like, I can't I can't name drop you, but... You are a dry texter. You're the worst texter I've ever texted. In the history of people who I've texted. It's just... It's so bad. Like, one word sentences. Just... Ugh. It's so frustrating. Um, But... Yeah, so, but then when things got a little, he he clearly wanted something else from me. I'll just say that. He wanted something else from me. Our intentions were not in the same place, you know. Um, he's, he's been around the block, you know, he, he's had his, his experiences. Um, I have not, you know, I'm frankly, I'm not, you know, eager to, do any of that stuff I'm not you know in need of it (laughs) you know I'm not as eager as my peers would be it'll happen when it happens but um clearly he just wanted to do stuff with me and I was just like no I actually kind of like you you know I just at least I'm interested in getting to know you but clearly it's just not being received that way um and I guess that part of it is my fault because I didn't make my intentions clear. Although I also did. I, I definitely 
I told him that I don't just want sex, you know, I don't want that stuff, you know, I just, I want to talk to you, it's been years since I've seen you, dude, like, can I please have a conversation with you before stuff happens, you know, if, if anything happens, like, I'm not even really interested, um, but, um, yeah, so, and then, you know, because these dreams were happening, because I was constantly dreaming about him, I thought that that was my signal to give him another chance, and all of my tarot readings had been, like, confirming that, like, just give him a chance, just wait a little bit more, you know, I was just like, oh, I don't want to, you know, I'm just, I'm so tired, I'm so tired of giving my energy to people who just don't, um, engage, you know, they don't, they don't appreciate it, you know, I'm not going to give my energy to anyone who is not willing to reciprocate equally or even more. So I know at least where your head is at. You know, if you really care, be willing to express that. You know, be willing to be upstanding and be confident enough to say that you want something with me that is more than just sex or whatever. You know, it's, it's so frustrating. Like, I just... Oh, it 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 really is disappointing because I I wanted more from him. I wanted to believe that he was something more, and I do believe he is something more. I know I've known him for freaking a decade. You know I know who he is, but then I've also like I thought about this yesterday. Like it was one a.m. Um, so yes, it was technically today. Um, I was just in the bathroom washing my face. You know, doing the usual. Um, and I was like, you know, I've changed a lot within the last three years it wouldn't be unjust for me to think that he has too you know like I've changed immensely I was this oh I was this young depressed little girl who had no idea what she wanted to do in life and now I'm very confident I'm very outspoken at least in my definition of outspoken I'm very com- or I'm very um very I have a lot of self-love I appreciate myself a lot more, I am willing to make a move, you know, whatever, um, so I've changed a lot within the last three years, and he probably has too, you know, for better, or for probably worse, you know, um, I don't want to believe it, I don't want to believe that he has changed, but knowing three years, three years is a pretty long time, you know, it's a lot of time for someone to change, and it's something that I have to grapple with, you know, not just with him, but with other people who I have grown up with, that they have also changed, um, some, some for the better, most for the worse, honestly, seeing how much my classmates have changed, um, it was tough, it was like, damn, I, I just, I wanted something more from you, which was my own fault for expecting something better, yeah, I mean, that's not even a bad thing, though. Like, hoping some, hoping that someone is wishing the best from someone, you know, is not a bad thing. Um, anyways, so yeah, um, it was, it was, Hassan's dreams were a nice change of pace because it finally felt like, even in my dreams, which is sad, <laughs> I felt appreciated. I felt like, I was being listened to it in this dream in the dream that I had last night um it was very funny because it was like finally someone 
is actually willing to listen to me and willing to actually pay attention to me and isn't just wanting me for my body because I know I have a nice body okay I know I know all right I don't need people to tell me that I have a nice body I'm well aware all right I'm hot I'm really freaking hot I'm attractive I don't need people to tell me that I don't need people to constantly be up in my dms being like oh you're so sexy you're so hot on a on a smash you know whatever like I don't need that I don't need that thank you but I don't need that you know um it was nice that someone was willing to look beyond that and look beyond what I just what I present myself as and was willing to really get to know me you know consistently too like these dreams were consistent and the thing that I've kind of you know analyzing these dreams analyzing all my other dreams and there's another dream I'm going to get into um it's it's a lot to do with intimacy it's a lot to do with intimacy because I've had a really odd relationship with intimacy dealing with people in my life who were inconsistently loving you know it was it was very conditional love and there's nothing wrong with conditional love I believe I think that you know loving someone unconditionally well actually mm, it's a little bit tough it depends on what you think unconditional love is um I think conditional love is okay because that that's just you having standards you know it's you having boundaries if someone if someone is like abusing you you're not gonna be like oh yeah I want to stay with them because I have unconditional love for this person it's like no in that case be conditional you know be willing to have boundaries and be willing to set standards you know if someone doesn't meet your standards it's not a bad thing you know it's not does doesn't mean you're a pushover it just means that you have boundaries and you have expectations and it's okay um but in the means that the people in my life are practicing conditional love it was like oh i love you but now i don't love you i love you but now i hate you and i don't want to talk to you for like a week um it was just very, very, very hot and cold, and then I, I talked about this with my friend, um, sorry, I was, like, about to text her, I was like, no, I'm, I'm literally recording in a, a podcast episode right now, <laughs> but, uh, I was talking about this with my friend, but there was a time in, like, sixth grade that really made me feel like I wasn't capable of being loved and this was when I was um I there was a dance coming up like a school dance and my friend had asked me he was a guy or yeah he had asked me and I was very surprised I was like what why why would you ever ask me he texted me um I was like uh why (laughs) you know again because I've I've have never had that experience of being told by someone that someone likes me you know I've never had that experience um besides when I got into high school you know um you know not many people liked me that way and I often expressed my liking towards people mainly boys obviously um and was was received with oh you're you're cool and you're smart and you're sweet but I don't like you like that it's just like okay you know it hurts but definitely you get used to it after a certain amount of time but um this was when I was like oh my god he likes me like he wants to hang out with me I was like I was so shocked and so happy but also very untrusting of him because he was a practical joker I was like oh okay well you know 
let's see where this goes. So I was like, I, I texted him. To, I was text, I texted him back. I was like, really? Why? You know, do you actually like me? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, no, no, no. What's the actual reason though? And he's like, well, um, you know, someone dared me to ask you. I was like, got it there it is there's always something you know there's always some joke regarding someone liking me it was like i was the butt of the joke when it came to um i say love in quotations but love you know just the fact that i wasn't able to be loved in a real way really hurt me you know like you would think you would think like just constantly going through rejections your whole life to be met with someone who expressed that they actually liked you to be then received with oh no that was just a joke you know so i came to school the next day but then he claimed to actually like me and i was like okay i'll i'll I'll, i guess i'll think it i'll think about it so i came to school the next day then all of the boys were swarming at me like oh my god what are you gonna say to him like are you are you gonna accept it i was like oh my okay so clearly clearly and they were laughing too so i was like okay obviously this is a joke you know this is not something that is serious um and that that really that really uh screwed with me because you know as a kid you shouldn't be taught that you aren't able to be loved you should be taught that you are able to be loved in any circumstance at all times you are lovable you are worthy of being loved and in that moment just seeing all these boys joke about liking me and also not having had the experience of someone liking me like that it really it really fucked with me because i i then became skeptical of anyone who said that they liked me ever like it it just hasn't happened often to be honest but like when people do tell me that they like me i'm just like no you don't no you no you don't you're lying you're literally lying to me why are you lying to me um when someone says that they love me i don't believe it um like that could be anyone like my parents or my friends i'm just like sure okay all right dude like you're just lying you know just to make me feel better um and yeah so that definitely screwed me up and that's why these dreams have been pretty interesting because the dreams that i have about hassan especially that now that i have like consistent dreams about hassan and in each and every one of the dreams he has expressed that he likes me in a very consistent manner in a very loving consistent firm manner not joking he's not joking he's not like playing games with me like he he's real about it in the dreams um clearly because again he doesn't know who i am so it's not possible for him to anyways (laughs) anyways um yeah so that's why these dreams hit a lot harder is because now i realize that like i am worthy of being loved consistently and it's I, as I analyzed my dreams, there's always, again, some sort of masculine figure in my dreams where, um, you know, 
we we interact in some way normally it's in a romantic sense um which is weird because again i do like women so like why can't i get (laughs) women uh romantic interests in my dreams but whatever you know it's neither here nor there um i don't know it it really it it screws me up a little bit because i'm like oh now all of a sudden my dreams are telling me that i'm worthy of love this is weird like no i'm not you know um which i I am i am worthy of love um i know that now (laughs) very very much um acknowledging that i am worthy of love and that i am just you know that there is someone out there for me um but my dreams really showed me how uncomfortable i was with the idea of being loved like with the the again going back to the castle um god i remembered (laughs) like the castle i looked so i got a dream dictionary my dad got me or my dad let me get some books from a bookstore from a half price bookstore um and it was a dream dictionary i was like oh my god this is perfect i've been needing this and so i literally spent almost a full day analyzing my dreams looking at the definitions and stuff and um I looked up castle and it's like the way you shield yourself essentially how you protect yourself normally in like manners of like how you needed to in your childhood like how childhood healing has bled into your current reality and maybe you're protecting yourself in in ways that you don't need to anymore but they might have been useful in your childhood you know so I was like wow it's really interesting and uh, like even with my like with my do dreams the dude that I'm that child not be named then Hassan dreams and I've even had like a couple of dreams about like other pop stars and stuff um which is just funny um to me at least uh they've always had some sort of like suppression element um that I'm suppressing something and recently I had a dream but or a couple days ago I had a a dream it's very very intense and very significant but I'm gonna take a break for a quick second because my throat is very dry I'm gonna drink some water but I will see you after this break and we're back okay um so the dream (laughs) the very infamous dream I've had to talk about this with anyone like in in depth but um it's very interesting i i don't want to get like (laughs) the full dream because it's a very long one um and there's a lot of details that anyways (laughs) it's just it's a lot so i'll I'll be i'll be kind to you and i'll just kind of put it into means that you can understand um so this was i I think on Monday, I believe on Monday, um, it was on the 19th actually, which was, um, uh, Sunday, Sunday, okay. So yeah, so normally, normally I'll have dreams relating to, see, I'm so frustrated right now because there's so much I want to say, there's a lot of things that I want to clarify, but it's just, it would take me literally two hours minimum to go through everything that I've um 
dreamt about that is significant, you know. But normally, I will have dreams regarding, like, my old old school, like, my elementary, middle school. Um, and it'll take place in the gym and in the playground. And the thing that connects us to is, like, the act of playing, you know. So I looked up in my dream dictionary what those two mean. And normally gymnasiums mean, like, you know, um, like, at least from what I collected, it was, uh, what was it? I, I literally forgot. Um, gymnasium. It says, taking risks in learning something new, daring physical health. And the park and playing, like, so I, I, because I didn't have playgrounds, so I just looked up park and I looked up playing. So, they both relate to, like, a sense of relaxation and, like, not taking anything seriously. But it's also the way that you present yourself, like, publicly. Like, you know, how you present yourself, um, how you have grown, um, is very important because, you know, I, I was in that playground, the same playground, for ten, nine years. Um, so I grew up in that playground, you know, and those are the two places that I was in consistently because, you know, classrooms change, you know, we go to a new classroom every year. But the gym and the, um, the playground were, the, like, the two places where I went for nine years, you know. They were just that place. There, was, there were the two places where I was at consistently. Um, so I essentially grew up in those locations. And playing is normally, like, when you're playing in a dream, it's, like, trying something out in a new, harmless way. You know, allowing yourself to want something without, you know, taking anything too seriously. So, yeah, and those are normally the places where I'll have, like, some sort of significant part of my dream. Um, in pretty much every dream, <laughs> like, something happens there. Um, like, the, like, again, the one, the Hassan dream where there was, like, an event going on that took place in the, in the gym, in the gymnasium. Um, and so, this dream, essentially, a lot went on, but we were playing basketball in the gym however it was not the same gym as my elementary middle school it was that it was my high school gym which is really abnormal because normally it'll be my elementary middle school gym and I rarely have any dreams that take place in my high school like I had a couple when I was in freshman year because it was a new location obviously but um I rarely have any of those dreams now, so seeing that was very, like, hmm, that's weird. Um, but we were playing basketball, and there was another dream where I was playing basketball, and I don't know if you, or I don't know if I mentioned this, but I was, I was on, I was on a basketball team in middle school. I was co-captain for a little bit until I left because I was depressed, um, but yeah, so, and then I had another dream, or I had a dream where the boy that shall not be named like I got hit in the head with two basketballs literally like it was, it was so weird and I was like so I was like dizzy or whatever and he came by he's like oh my god let me help you and then we started talking and stuff like that stuff like happened stuff happened that was in the, the high school gymnasium um so new location very weird not used to that anyways um and so we were put in pairs, and at first I was paired up with Hassan. I was like, oh my god, this is great. <laughs> I was having a great time. We were talking. I 
I don't want to say I fell in love with him, but you know, I, I fell for him pretty hard and pretty fast. That is that is a consistent thing in this dream. Next day, there's a classmate who again shall not be named. He, he we went to school for years. Um, again, different guy though. Um, so he's now my partner. We get a little touchy, a little touchy touchy. I felt bad because I was like, oh my god, Hassan, wait, I, I, wait, I'm like his partner though. Next day, um, next day rolls around, and we go on a trip to the beach. The beach is a very significant place for me, as far as like spiritually. Um, I love beaches. I think beaches are great, although I don't like sand all that much. It's just like kind of inconvenient. But when I meditate, I the first place I end up is a beach. Normally, I don't when I meditate, I don't just like see black. You know, I normally have visions because I'm a very visual person. It's just the artist in me. But um, I always start at a beach. Always, never anywhere else. I always start at like the shore of a beach, um, and I, it's normally where I see my archangel Heniel. Um, and there's a bug outside my window, which is not okay. It's on the other side. Anyways, um, <laughs> I don't know if it's an ant or something. Anyways, uh, so yeah, I always end up at the beach. And so I knew when this came up, I was like, okay, so this is significant because why else would I be going to the beach? Um, I think that's, that, that might be spirit calling me to meditate again because I haven't meditated in a very long time and I'm very ashamed of that, but, um, I'll try to do it tonight or something. Hopefully again, no promises. Um, so I looked up beaches because I, I was surprised that I had never looked it up because again, I, that's where I always end up in my meditations it's where everything like takes place so i was like why didn't i ever look it up before but i'll read i'll just like read the definition for my journal um the beach in dreams means family gathering to a relaxation and intimacy intimacy a very important pleasure state of mind in which you are open to intuitions and emotions a state of mind that is open to pre or non-verbal experiences such as life in the womb but links with waking consciousness in everyday life a boundary or threshold between our individual self and effort and our potential in the universe universal processes of life and death a barrier or threshold such as fear or lack of confidence creates so may relate to socializing and meeting people the awe we feel when confronted by natural forces therefore our relationship with life simplicity of life standing between the forces of or primal life uh, and the social human world both of which we exist in so, the part that I gathered from that mostly, or resonated with the most, is threshold. Um, I've been doing a lot of tarot for, like, recently, um, and each and every message, like, Mitzi even gave me a, gave me a reading, each and every message that I get talks about transformation, like, I'm going through an ending in my life right now. Um, and, yeah, <laughs> it's true, um, but... Uh, yeah, so that's why I knew this dream is important, and there's a, there's an element to this dream that I'll get into in a second that is very, very evidently important, um, to my future or whatever. Um, so, yeah, so the beach represents a threshold. In the dream, no one was in the water, 
no one. Like, there was probably a couple people in the water. All of the children were playing on the sand, but there were bleachers on the beach. And all the adults were sitting on the bleachers. I was like, what? Like, and they were all looking at, looking like straight ahead, like robots. I was like, huh, this is weird, you know? And there were a lot of people there. There was It was so crowded. It was a small beach, too. Um, I was like, huh, this is not going to work. You know, our class is relatively huge, so, um, you know, might need to go somewhere else. But just, it felt very odd, because it was just like, is there something in the water or something? Like, is that why no one is in the water? Like, normally you go to the beach to swim. But, um, yeah, and we all know water in dreams represents, like, emotions deeper like things that are deep in our subconscious um especially when it refers to like the lake or the ocean um our emotions our emotional maturity um our ability to connect with our emotions stuff like that so i was i was a little afraid to go in the water i'm not gonna lie i was like huh this is weird like i just for some reason i feel a little weirded out by the the um the water and in my meditations, I always go in the water. That's, like, one way in which I cross a threshold. Like, any time I, I go into a meditative state and I'm at the beach, um, like, in the, med- in the meditation uh, state, I always have to swim in the water, but then I, I swim underneath the water. And then I come up to the surface from the other side. You know, it's like, it's like the two worlds, like, flipped on top of each other, you know? So I, so I go into the water, and then I surface. When The deeper I go on, on one side, the more I surface on the other side. So then when I surface on the other side, it's like the exact same thing. It's like mirrored. Um, but then I come up on the other side. I don't know if that makes sense. I hope you can visualize that. But, um, yeah. So that obviously is about crossing a threshold. And that's normally where I meet all my spirit guides. Like I have a spider spirit guide. I have a one. That, I have one that sits on top of a of a, of a of a mountain with a crown, and I always go to her whenever I feel like I need some confidence. Um, she's like she reminds me of the, the Temperance card, which is really interesting because I had a meditation once, and I went to her, and this was before I even really got into tarot. But I was like, oh my god, wait, new spirit guide. Um, and then I looked close, I remember I was doing, I was looking at some, like, tarot cards, and I was doing, like, one on YouTube, and then Temperance came out, and I looked in the background of the card, and it had the mountain and the crown from my meditation. I was like, no flipping way. There's no way that I had meditated on that before I saw the card, you know. Maybe I just didn't catch it before. But I was like, oh my god, there's no way. Um, it's very weird, but oh, my throat hurts. <laughs> Talking for an hour does do some damage to your throat, um, surprisingly. No, um, yeah, so it was just, it was very odd, but anyways, yeah, so obviously the beach was like a representation of the threshold. Um, I felt very out of place in that beach. Normally I feel pretty comfortable at beaches, but, um, just was not the case there. Um, so. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, and Archangel Haniel. Archangel Haniel is very important because she's my Archangel. And in the dream, I remember 
someone had someone's name was Haniel like I think it was like a classmate or something but I was like I we were talking like very briefly it was just like small talk and I was like wait wait what's your name and they're like Haniel it's like what Daniel no Haniel oh oh Haniel like H-A-N-I-E-L they were like yeah 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 Haniel I was like oh my god wait that's like the name of my archangel and I didn't even process it. I was like, oh my god, wait, that's my archangel. <laughs> I was like, there's no way. Um, but yeah, so, and Haniel, Haniel's job, <laughs> I don't want to say job, but like, role in my meditations is normally to like, be as like my mirror, you know? Because normally she'll present me with a mirror. Mirrors are very important in my meditations, but um, she'll always like, have a mirror on her or she'll mirror me in some way um like she'll shapeshift or something and in the most recent vision that i had regarding Haniel, um outside of the stream she had pinned me to a rock <laughs> in like in a field like in a grass field she had pinned me to a rock like a huge rock like if if you've seen avatar the last airbender and you've seen ang's fight with fire lord ozai it's like that scene, you know. She pins me to a rock. She, like, brings vines up. She, like, earth bends vines to, like, to restrict my arms. And she kisses me. I was like, uh, okay. But she was, like, she was so stern about it. I was like, what did I do? <laughs> like, this is some sort of, like, you know, I, I was so confused. Um, so, anyways, in the dream, we go to the pool instead. And the pool is a representation of our, like, of our inner world of thoughts, fantasies, and feelings. I'm just reading from my journal. Um, sometimes a sense of unity with living beings, and obviously, like, pools are very collective, so it's, like, it represents, like, a collective way of, um, experiencing things or, like, shared experiences with other people. Um, and so in the dream, um, I was, you know, we were swimming, we were having a good time. Um, I was by a water jet, I remember that part. Um, and then we get back to, something happens in the pool, and I'll get, I'll get back to that, because I, I want to go in, like, chronological order of the dream, but we get back to school, and I see Hassan, I'm like, oh my god, wait, I need to talk to him, and then I'm like, I go to him, and I'm like, oh my god, Hassan, wait, wait, I, I'm so sorry I abandoned you yesterday, um... I'm, I'm so sorry, and I, I really do like you. He's like, yeah, uh, or what did he say? Um, sh uh, I forgot exactly what he said. But he said, um, he was going to tell me he loved me. I, I remember that part very specifically. He was like, yeah, I actually really like you, and I should have said this earlier. But then all of a sudden, I get like a really strong vision of us being back in the pool like me being back in the pool and then there's there's this girl and normally women and men they represent like an, they represent an embodiment of what you deeply need fear hope for or avoid um again reading from my journal and she she didn't look anything like me but she felt her energy was very very similar to mine i don't know why it was it just felt like I was looking in a mirror. Um, and we were in the pool, so that could, you know, obviously, 
water can mirror things, you know. Um, and I remember, I remember us being, like, very, 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 very close. <laughs> like, faces, noses were touching, touching, like, it was just weird. Like, I was like, is this girl flirting with me right now? What is going on? And so I, I told, I asked her, like, is there something that you want to tell me? And she's like, uh, she said, and I quote, I love you for who you are right now. And I don't know why that hit me so hard in the weirdest way. It was like, why didn't you just say I love you? Like, why does it matter for, like, right who I am right now, you know? But I said, I said the exact same thing back to her. And there was a very bright light behind her. Very, very bright light. Um, and I was, I just kept looking behind her. And her nose was very prominent. Obviously, noses represent, like, phallic symbols and stuff which is, I, I can't interpret that, I don't really know what that means, but, um, her, like, there was a really bright light behind her, like, it was the sun, the sun was setting, probably, and it just, it gave her a very cool, like, yellow, white aura, you know, like, very, like, a field of energy surrounding her, um, it was like she was, like, moving towards it, though, it was like she was moving towards the light, like, she was dying, um, and so I looked up what light and aura mean. So light is becoming aware, being seen, waking as opposed to sleeping, to understand and have insight, released from dark feelings and fear, becoming aware of how others might see you. Um, and a very bright light means intuition, the self, mega concept. Um, so the self, the self is really important because that's like how not only do I, do others see me, but how I see myself you know, like, what, who am I, you know, an aura means an aura, or it says, an aura around an object, person, or animal depicts this mental function, which in the dream we are aware of more than we usually are. The aura in dreams is often, is also often associated with death or the spirit of the person whose aura is seen. Therefore, it might suggest an awareness of wondrous or awful qualities of the soul of the person or yourself. So, my interpretation of this was, she represented me in some way, because we can often see ourselves, our own reflection in the water, and it just felt like we were two halves of one whole. She could have been some sort of angel because of her aura, or like a part of me that is dying, because remember it said, you know, often associated with death. Um, and I remember wanting to look behind her at the light, like a moth would. Keep in mind, moth symbolize or symbolism, very important. It was like I was finally facing myself and telling myself I loved myself before this transformation occurs. I was ready to swim towards the light and dive deeper instead of staying on the sidelines. Because we were sitting on the side of the pool. Um, or like, it, we were in the pool, but like, we were like, by the side of it, if that makes sense. Um, it would explain my sudden change in energy when I performed on the playground, which I will get into in a second. Um, it's very important though, very important that... Uh, okay, anyways, <laughs> I was declaring an ending of some sort. So, moth symbolization, or symbol symbolism. Um, so, on Saturday, on Saturday, I had gone on, I, I went on a nature trail walk with my mom, and I asked Spirit, because I hadn't been in nature in so long, dude, I literally, I do not leave my house unless I really have to, or... 
because it's been like two weeks or something i don't leave my house um so i asked spirit and and spirit had told me to go outside too so i knew that or go in nature so i knew that there was something for me out there so i asked spirit i was like okay since i'm out in nature now be or like give me some signs give me some messages that i can take with me um and so i saw a deer i saw oh my god the symbolism of five birds i don't know what it is i I saw five birds sitting outside my window like a couple weeks ago and one of them was very different from all from the other four you know and in this nature trail four birds came up came by like on a branch next to me while we were walking and then there was this is one black bird with like red uh red feathers i think i forgot where exactly i think it was like on its neck or something um not near its belly but like on the other side you know on the back of the neck whatever the back i should should have said that oh my god um no so yeah so one of them was again very different so i haven't at all like delve deep into the symbolism but i i guess i'll do that um afterwards um or after this podcast episode but anyways um yeah so i saw deer i saw five birds i also saw a bunny but then i saw several white moths and white white moths are pretty common especially in nature trails and stuff like that however there's one that just landed i saw one fly by me i was like okay whatever you know i'll take note of that and then i saw another one fly by me i don't know if it's the same one but um it it just landed on a on a plant next to me and it just stayed there and its pattern was so beautiful i went up i went up really close to it and i took a picture of it and it was so beautiful um the pattern on it was really pretty and um i just i remember like i just had to take a picture of it and so i looked up white moths when i got home and little did you little do you know um they represent transformation which i guess makes sense because it's a moth but moths normally represent transformation an ending death um but also they represent um liking or wanting something that is out of reach because again like reaching for the light you know moths are attracted to light stuff like that and this related to like my experience with like this boy that shall not be named because i was like reaching for him when he just was not meant for me clearly and i was just kind of i was just i felt so attracted like i felt so drawn to him because of what i thought he could be not rather like who he actually was so yeah um yeah it's like reaching for something that is like borderline unattainable but the good thing is that they do represent transformation that was like the confirmation that i needed um so yeah white moth that again that symbol that's the symbol of the white moth is very important keep that in mind um because we'll get right back into that in a second but again it did feel like i was just kind of looking at myself in a mirror when i was looking at the girl because again she was white or you know light skin um white passing whatever had straight black or dark hair 
um, longer hair too. As I think it was in a bun or something or in a ponytail. So she didn't she didn't resemble me, like at all. But and her nose was very pointy. Um. So yeah, but it did feel like we were connected in some way. Um, or they were a divine counterpart. Which, I don't know. I, I still don't really know. But, you know, that that's something, that's just a little tidbit of information. Um, yeah, so, it was weird, because it was just a random, like, like, I was, Hassan was literally about to tell me that he loved me. And it did, the, like, the same exact thing happen in the dream that I just had last night. Like, before, oh, yeah, 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 so... <laughs> One thing I didn't mention from the dream that I had last night. Um, so, there was a lot of... Uh, God, I feel, I, I, my mom listens to this podcast sometimes. I don't want to make her feel uncomfortable. Mom, be, feel free to just stop listening at this point. But, um, there's a point where there was a lot of sexual tension between us. I was like, oh my god, is this going to happen? I was so afraid. Cause I didn't want to ruin anything, you know. Like we were, we were talking just casually and, um, not talking like that, just like as friends. And I knew he liked me, but I was just like, do I really want to risk this? You know, do I really want to do something like this right now? Um, so I was really afraid. So I went to ask my friend, um, CG. Um, and I still haven't told CG this yet maybe because it was today but so I had a dream that we were all sitting down on the couch and I had, I asked my friend CG if she would be willing to have a have a god I don't want to say it have a have a threesome with me and Hassan because I didn't want to do it alone for the first time you know I was afraid um she's like yeah sure why not um and this woman was like yeah just be careful it was like this older woman I think it might have been like CG's mom but it's like this older black woman and she was like yeah just be careful you know be be willing to experiment with your sexuality you know do whatever it's like okay cool and so i was like okay yeah i'll go ask i'll go ask hassan and i was so afraid i was so terrified he could tell that i was like stalling or something and we went into he, he was in my bedroom and uh, I went inside, he was on, he was, um, on the bed, and he had gotten, like, a, he had gotten, like, a fresh haircut. It didn't, it wasn't terrible, but it was, like, a buzz cut, because his, his son got a buzz cut last year. I really liked it. I think it, I think it's really good, um, look on him. But, yeah, so he had a buzz cut, and he had, like, gotten it trimmed. I was like, oh, look at it. Look at your hair. It, like, looks nice. And, um, then he, I remember just sitting, we were sitting in silence for, like, a good ten seconds. I was like, oh my god, please say something. And can you tell how giddy I get whenever I have dreams about him? It's just, it's so funny. Um, anyways, but, uh... uh he said (laughs) it was was dead silent and he said "Uh, i tried a new vibrator i was like what the (laughs) i was like why would you tell me that like or 
it, like he used it on on a, on a girl you know like i was like okay oh, i didn't need to know that but thank you for telling me that like i was like uh-huh okay thank you all right was it was it good you know whatever um but anyways um so i was like okay hassan i have to ask you something he's like yeah i was like so would you want to and then i woke up literally in the middle of me asking him i woke up i was like oh or no 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 no. what was it what was it i asked him i asked him as i said would you would you want to do something like that and he he had like he responded but i didn't hear him so i he said something and then i responded i don't remember exactly what i said or what he said and then he responded but he was mumbling and then i woke up and i was like huh literally like again he was positioned in the exact same way that i was sleeping like so he was on he was laying on the floor um i was laying in my bed and i was facing the floor like when i woke up i was facing the floor so it was like i was expecting him to be there when i woke up but i i opened my eyes and i woke up and i was like shit he's not there oh my god no i was so upset dude i was so upset um not even not even about the fact that like we couldn't do it it was more like i was just upset because i couldn't get an answer you know and because the dream was going so well too like it was just a good dream um i didn't want it to end but yeah what how is that relevant to what i was saying Lit- what why did i just go on that tangent um uh-oh oh i forgot I forgot. No. Um. Oh no. I forgot how that connected to what I was talking about. Did I just, did I just mention that like out of the blue? Was there a reason why why I mentioned that? Uh oh. Oh no. Oh yeah. Okay, I remember. Cause cause it cut off. Cause it cut off before like. You know, I I hate that. I hate that so much. In dreams, when like things get so good and then it just I wake up I'm like oh my god why would you do that you know um so it's it's like it cut off right before he could say anything and that happened that happened um not only in this dream where Hassan was like about to say that he loved me but it also happened in this dream the dream that I just had last night but then it happened again I can't remember exactly what the situation was or what the dream was um i think oh i think it was when we were in my bedroom and you know he was visiting me every day at the park and we were like okay so is this official and then it like kind of cut off like i woke up um he said he said like yeah maybe and then we just and then i woke up i was like frick i i want to know what happened you know anyways um yeah so then after that experience i we all run to the playground and you already know what the playground means in dreams and i talked about that already but we run to the playground and all the teachers like don't want us out there they're like why why are you out here get back to class you know whatever um 
I remember my old English teacher <laughs> being out there like, just get back in class, you know? I was like, no. And I remember performing on stage at the playground. Like, on there was a huge stage outside. And I was performing on it. It was a fairly sexual dance, I won't lie. But, like, um, it... It connects to to the fact that in eighth grade, this this is real life now, real life. Um, in eighth grade, I did a dance with my friend Emily for graduation. Um, like we performed a dance for graduation, and I had written, I wrote, I wrote a draft of for a graduation speech which I I was supposed to do but then miss or my teacher was like you know you can just do a dance for the graduation I was like okay whatever you know I, I wanted to do a speech because I was actually pretty confident in my speech but you know it's whatever um in the speech I still have it in my google docs but I mentioned like the ending of a story and how this is like an ending in our lives um, and we're starting a new chapter. And in my college essay, which I got a 100 on, bless, um, it was for a grade, and I got a 100. But, um, in my essay, I wrote about storytelling and how I was going through an ending, a similar ending as, like, in, as I was in eighth grade. Not just regarding school, but also regarding, like, just similar vibes you know um they would things were like changing and I felt like this was a new chapter and I was unsure where I was going but I knew that this was an ending and that I had the opportunity to try something new or make something new out of my life um so yeah and that was when I was like in eighth grade I was you know I was going through it I was going through the ringer and I was like okay this is a new start this is a new opportunity to have some good for my life you know and right now I'm going through a very spiritual ending like in my life where things are just changing drastically and now I'm like really seeing that and it's a very similar vibe like oh shit this is like this is very new you know this is this is something an ending and a beginning you know so, having having the fact that I, or acknowledging the fact that I had did had done a performance in the playground, and again the playground representing like how you present yourself publicly, that was my public declaration of an ending in my life. That was me saying, "This is me, and this is this is like a new chapter of my life. This is where things end." Um, and that was me reclaiming my power again. Because, again, in 8th grade, 8th grade was not a great year, but, and I was seen as a very shy person. So me doing a whole performance for graduation was a very intense, very, um, out there thing to do. You know, especially for someone who just, like, kind of played it safe. Or I don't want to say played it safe, but was just not super outward, you know. But that was me saying to my classmates, 
yo, I'm still that bitch, and I'm still gonna be doing things that you won't do, you know, not that I'm better than you or whatever, but just, I'm still powerful, you know, don't underestimate me, and that dance, the dance that I did in the dream was me saying that too, okay, so, next stage of the dream, this is when I kind of like wake up, but then I go right back to sleep, but I'm like in this weird dream state, but like also kind of conscious, you know, so, the best way I can describe it is that in the um in the vision I had before I woke up, I saw myself burning alive. And I was like trying to walk. I was like I was clearly about to faint. Like I was I was about to faint. And I was like as I took steps, I was like shaking the ground a lot. The ground was shaking. And then when I fell, um people were like, Oh my god, star, star. People people were calling me a star. Um, probably because I was burning alive. <laughs> but and then I, I recited a number. Literally, I recited a number. And it was 5550721. Right? So I, I said 5550721. And then I got up. I started flying. There was a big bonfire. Like, just. And it was nighttime. We were on grass. There was a big bonfire. And I started flying towards it. And then I turned into a white moth. I turn into a white moth, I fly into the flame, I start burning alive, because I'm in the flame, and then I turn into ash, and then I wake up, I, 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 I reform, and then I fly, like, out, out of the top of the flame, where, like, everyone can see me, and I have black wings, it's like I'm a phoenix, so, and, we can all tell really realistically what this dream means. It's about transformation. It's about um, change. It's about um, immersing yourself in, in or going through that kind of tower moment of like where things are changing so much and so drastically where, you know, everything is just kind of, you know, feels like you're burning alive essentially. And obviously fire represents like passion, anger, um, you know, oh the desire to destroy um i i thought i remember this like symbolism that i i had seen before of like how forest fires like although they are very destructive they clear out old energy to make room for new plants and new um new you know life to thrive um so it's essentially like i was burning myself alive i was removing this old part of myself this old identity and thus being reborn and having like a new me come out of this you know I've gone through the ringer I've gone through my changes and now is the time for me to really replace it with a new version of myself and really un unveil this new me that's coming out of this you know um and yeah so it it just it represents like um you know obviously the flame represents like something that i that i desired and wanted you know it's like i was drawn to the to the light behind the girl in the pool and um people were calling me a star like i i still don't understand what that means but um people were calling me a star and then i rose from it I rose from it with black wings. Black wings are very significant. So I searched up what black means in dreams, which is 
it says evil and I don't like that <laughs> I don't like that because anyways so black the color black can obviously can um, essentially represent the unconscious the unknown hidden or avoided things evil the unaccepted side of the self it can also represent the earthly source of life and growth see so it was essentially like I was my unconscious was being revealed my unconscious self was being revealed and um oh uh, it says what is hidden in the unconscious can or body can be powerful powerfully transformative which is important like essentially this new part of me was coming out and it was something that I hadn't I haven't been expressing before is a new is a new um part of me that was intensely powerful and intensely um you know misunderstood often you know very earthly too and yeah there were a lot of numbers that I recited I'm not going to go through all the number of meanings but yeah this is very intense dreams that obviously represents like this part of me that died or is dying you know I don't know what the first part is referencing like when we're playing basketball and you know Hassan or me apologizing, apologizing to Hassan but it could also mean like how you know I can't accept love from anyone else until I accept love for myself because I couldn't hear Hassan say that he loved me until I told myself that I loved me you know like I couldn't receive that love until I received love for myself um which I think is very important so in conclusion <laughs> thank you for listening to this all like if you're still listening thank you this is a lot of information to um you know take in but essentially my dreams recently have been a huge map of my personal journey regarding um self self-love not only self-love but my relationship with intimacy and love and self-expression and my unconscious state of mind you know my unconscious self and transformation um my relationship with masculine energy especially and it's very interesting to really go through that process of really unveiling things that I've not previously unveiled and going through this part of my life where things are just rapidly changing and just it's I feel it below the surface though it's like nothing really in my life is changing like on the on the forefront which is okay but it's like really impactful changes like spiritually I can feel it in my bones I can feel it in my spiritual um identity I can feel it in the way that I I um talk about myself now I'm a lot more kind to myself I'm a lot more accepting of myself I'm now exploring new things that I had not previously explored I'm more accepting of myself so moral of the, moral of the story pay attention to your dreams your dreams to me are I think dreams are one of the most impactful ways that you can receive messages from spirit you know um I think that they're very important and I think that they're very um easily looked over because they they a lot of them do seem pretty eccentric and very odd but often dreams are very important and you shouldn't look over them I am so interested in dream psychology like I want to I want to study dream psychology um in college at some point 
because I feel like that's a very cool thing to look into, you know? Um, but yeah, that's my homework for you, is to, um, you know, is if there's a dream that you remember, look into that dream. Um, you know, look at some constant, like, symbolisms throughout your dreams, see how that, you know, translates into your life. Because um, everyone's dream can be interpreted very differently. Um, everyone's dreams are different, and they mean different things, although, you know, dream dream definition, like, definitions for certain things in dreams are consistent throughout, you know, everyone, but see how those things translate to you, I should say. Um, yeah. That's all I gotta say. Because, frankly, I wish I could, I wish I could go into depth about everything that I've ever dreamed, or all of my impactful dreams, but... Oh, one thing I didn't mention. Um, before I graduated from 8th grade, I had a really intense, impactful dream. I think I talked about it on the podcast, I'm not sure. But, um, that was, like, one way that I knew... One, that was, like, the first dream that I had where I actually knew that I was, like, spiritually... Or that I was, like, um, an important person. Which is it's weird to say, but, like you know, obviously, I, or I have something to offer this world, is because I had a dream where I, in short, there was, like, it was, like, we went through a simulation, and, um, I was the only one who really realized that we were in the simulation, and, um, you know, I was trying to help everyone get out, but I couldn't help everyone, but I was the only one who escaped it, um, because another one, another person had tried it, and they died, but I tried it, and I survived, and I, I made it out, but I was the only one who made it out of the simulation. So, that was, like, one of the first dreams that I've ever had where I was, like, oh, shit. Like, I actually have a lot of, or my dreams are trying to tell me something, you know. And I remember talking about it with my uh, social studies teacher in eighth grade. She was, like, oh, yeah, totally. That's, like, that's definitely significant. Um, but, yeah, that's all, that's all I have to say. <laughs> I don't know why... I threw that in there, but pay attention to your dreams, because that dream was honestly the catalyst to me realizing a lot of new things about myself, um, or at least having more faith in myself, but yeah, that's all I gotta say. Thank you for listening, thank you for sticking around, um, if you want to, go follow the podcast, a podcast Instagram page, um, at thevesseleffect.co, um, it'll also be in the description of this episode. Um, I do want to post a lot more frequently on there, or at least update it more. So, yeah, if you want to, you know, stay updated, I recommend you go follow that Instagram page, and I will be posting more on there. If you want to go follow me on Instagram, you can follow me at uh, samara.pdf, S-A-M-A-R-A dot P-D-F on Instagram. Ooh, sorry, I have, like, gas in my, in my, um, chest. Um, if you want to go follow my art account, it is at the Ace Empress, um, T-H-E-A-C-E-E-M-P-R-E-S-S. Um, yeah, that's all I really have to say. Um, I will try my best to do an episode on Sunday. Again, no promises, (laughs) we'll see. Um, you know, maybe sooner, maybe later, but definitely I want to do more episodes this summer because you know I have, I have the opportunity to so yeah 
thank you for listening to the Best Look Like podcast. I've been, or I've been your host. I am your host, Samara Wilson. It has been a pleasure. Um, thank you for listening, and I will see you in the next one. Goodbye.